Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Shelly. And this is Chicks and Dicks, maybe? (laughs) Maybe. Is that the podcast we're doing today? I think that's the one, yeah. All right. That's fine. Uh, So today our, our book is Silent Night Threat. By and Michelle Carl. I picked this one out. It is amazing. But before we get into it, how are you doing, Rach? Well, um, I don't know. I'll know later today how I'm doing because I have a doctor's appointment. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, well, I, well, I hope you're doing well anyway. Thank you. Me too. That's good. Well. What's up with you? I've been also using our free healthcare system, abusing it more <laughs> than using our free healthcare frequent flyer over here. Yeah, I am the frequent flyer, so <laughs> that is what they call me. Uh, I went and got my vaccinations updated because of uh, I I'm not immune to anything anymore apparently. <laughs> so um, it was quite a shock that I'm not immune to hep uh, like hepatitis anymore, and that was a shocker. And then I'm not immune to, I got my flu shot. Uh, I got my HPV one cause that's come out more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have to get my tetanus and my pneumonia and oh <laughs> like five God. shots. That I need to get. So well, I got three the other day. Did you get an MMR booster? I'm not allowed. Oh, why not? Because, uh, because I have an immunodeficiency. Yeah. So I have no immune system for all the listeners out there. Um, uh, the MMR booster is a live vaccine. Oh. And if that reacts with my immune system the wrong way, it could potentially kill me. Gotcha. <laughs> so okay. that's why all those, um, lovely. So I, I'm getting the, um, the blood work back to see how immune I am. But definitely my doctor is, I'm, I'm verboten from the, getting that vaccine. Oh, okay. Unless I go off the current meds, get really sick again, then get the vaccine, then go back on the meds. Right. So well, I don't think that's an option. I can tell you the tetanus shot kind of hurts. Well, you know which one hurt. So the, the flu one was super easy. And like, you know me with needles, I have to take a needle every two weeks anyway yeah. for my medication. So it was like needles and I, like I'm fine with them. Um, but man, like the... Um, the twin ricks, the, the hep, or the, yeah, that's hepatitis. Yeah. The hepatitis shot. Man, that like, when she gave me that shot, I was like, it, like, I could feel it down on my wrist. Oh. Oh, I was like, oh, that is mighty uncomfortable. And I was sore after that one. But the other two, the guard, the Gardasil or whatever it is for the HPV mm-hmm. and the flu shot, pretty easy. Okay. I never got a flu shot. I am an anti flu shot. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I've never had a flu shot in my life, but this year they were like, it is so bad. Really? And yeah, again, I have no immune system. So they're like, it, it, it's not, it's not that the strain. So they have found that the strain is like 10% uh, effective of the flu vaccine, but they're basically like, if you get it and you have the vaccine, it's not as bad as if you get it. And for someone like me, that could potentially save my life. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. So so yeah, the theme of the day is go see your doctor (laughs) and um, get your vaccine. Get vaccinated, folks. Yeah. Don't spread that shit around. We don't, we don't need it. Speaking of things we don't need, this book, this freaking book. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked this one out based on the fact that it was before Christmas that we actually got this book. Yes, it was. And so it was a Christmas themed. And then uh, we we were both browsing in the bookstore, and I thought it looked hilarious because it was kind of sci-fi, but not well, really. That's what we thought. 
Here, I'll read the back. Forgotten memories. None of her training prepares astronaut Natasha Stark for what she wakes up to three weeks after her groundbreaking space voyage. A target on her back and no memories. But there's something oddly familiar about the FBI agent who rescues her. Christopher Barton can't believe he drew the mission of safeguarding his long-ago fiancé and her daughter, a child he has every reason to believe is his. To learn the truth, though, he has to help Natasha regain her memory. But with threats mounting against the family he hopes to join, Chris is running out of time to take down the assailants before they kill the woman he never forgot and the child he never knew existed. So, right off the bat, did you notice that all of the characters are named after uh, characters from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, I did not, actually. I did not at all. So that was something that you brought up, and I was like, "Oh, I know, I had no clue." Yeah, so like, so this person obviously, and, and also Marvel. Yeah. Someone's big fan of Marvel because Stark, okay, yep. main character Barton. Yep. Um, there is a Melinda. Yep. There's a character who I believe her last name is May. There's a Ward. <laughs> There's yeah, a Coulson. I know, I to- you know what, like, and, and you said it, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, but I totally didn't pick up on it. <laughs> no Fitzsimmons, though. No, I, maybe that would be, like, really obvious. I, I stopped watching that after the second season, that show. Oh, season three was okay. Season four was, eh, I didn't watch, I think season five was Ghost Rider. I'm like, nope, I'm right out. I don't care. I don't give a damn. Yeah. It just got, I don't know, it got too me. Anyway, yeah, so somebody likes Marvel. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And so, did you did you find that um, the like worst police officer ever? Oh my God, he sucks. <laughs> so bad at his job. He is so bad at what he does. And I, I will be completely fair to the uh, our listener on two accounts. First of all, I have two dogs running around my apartment, so I apologize for the noise because I'm kind of taking care of one that needed help. And then uh, on the other note. Um, I wrote some notes in the book Rachel <laughs> yes, to find, and I did not read most of this whilst over. Okay. <laughs> well, the notes still make sense. Good. Even good. though you were drunk at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so let's let's go over the story a little bit. So, Natasha Stark is an astronaut. First of all, this author has a huge boner for astronauts. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. She, she definitely uh, wants to be her main character. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, so it's just like everything is about her astronaut training, and it's so important and special to be an astronaut, and she's but so good no at controlling specific. her emotions she because she's an astronaut. It's like, but do you doesn't... know what astronauts do? <laughs> it's like astronauts are not human robots that just compute things. Like, she doesn't, I don't think she even knows what's involved in astronaut training. Like, nothing is ever mentioned about what she had to go through to actually become an astronaut. Also, I don't think this woman is old enough to be an astronaut. Okay, so... Yeah, she's in her, tw- her she, late 20s? Or she's okay, her, no, her daughter's 12 or 13, and she had her when I think she was 18. Yeah, so she's like 30. So, is that old enough to be an astronaut and have actually gone into space? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you'd have, I don't think I don't think you'd be in space for sure. Like I don't think you'd be getting a mission at that age. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either. Cuz yeah. I cuz cuz like what do you need to be an astronaut? Like eight PhDs <laughs> in it's like solely math and engineering. Yeah. Well, no, there was the teacher also who went up in the Challenger who blew up and blew up. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's bad. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for opening that wound. <laughs> so, astronaut candidates selected in the past have been between the ages of 26 to 26 and 46, with the average age being 34. Okay. There but we go. I don't know about going on a mission. If they're 26, I don't think they still go within four years. Right. Also, pilots. Right. Jet like fighter pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, fly the rocket. Yes. And she ain't no fighter pilot, so. Yeah. Yeah, Um, no, she's like a science, she's pure scientist. She's a science person. Yeah, anyway. So, okay, so that's a little ridiculous, but whatever. Um, Right, so she, the book begins with her waking up on the side of the road. There's a gun nearby, and she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. This dude pulls up, and he's like, oh, my God, Natasha Stark, I've been looking for you. Um. And she's like, I don't know who you are. And then they get attacked by a drone. And that's kind of, like, it actually starts, like, it's pretty exciting. It is exciting. Like, it's we're like, off oh, to a well, great like, start. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a car chase. Yeah, we hit the ground the running. Road. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, I wonder what's what's going on here. Like, that's, that's fine. No problems with that. But then it's just kind of like. But then some, and then he brings her to the hospital. Right? So it's, it also. Does he even get to the hospital? Yeah, because the doctor <laughs> sends her home. Oh, that's right. It's like, oh, yeah, you're okay. Like, you've got a concussion. You should go see your NASA doctor. Yeah. And, and the then doctor- she's like, I want to go home first. And, and so this is where this is where things start to fall apart in page 20, I think it is. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe page 15. The book is, I think, is only like 150 pages long. It's not that long. Um, so... He, the doctor's like, oh yeah, you know, you should go see your NASA doctor. And then he's like, okay, well, you know, you shouldn't go home. Or was it Natasha? Natasha. You shouldn't go home, Natasha, because, you know, uh, there, there might be people coming after you. She's like, yeah, but I need clothes. And he's like, oh, okay. That's a good reason. Like someone just tried to kill you and you're going to go back home. Wait a minute. And they make such a big deal about how Kennedy or yeah, Kennedy is like the most secure place in the area. So we should definitely go to the Kennedy Space Center or whatever it is. Yeah, but we'll just pop by the house on the way. But let's just stop by your shitty townhouse, uh, which then blows up. Yes. Oh, and the the best part is, it's like, it's like she, she just switched addresses. Yeah, she's she's she did her neighbors a solid, and they switched houses. Yes. And so whoever was targeting her blew up her neighbor, like, so the neighbor's house, which was her old house. Yes. And then she has the audacity to be like, well, that's not, that's not, it's not targeting me. Oh, no. Yeah, like, she, like, what? refuses everybody. Not just her. Everyone's like, well, maybe it was a gas leak. It wasn't a fucking gas leak. No. And Clearly. the only thing she survives is, like, the dog notice and is, like, suspicious of it. And so, and, and so warns her not to go into that house. Yeah. And the whole thing blows up. Right. So then. And then. <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, we have to go get my daughter. Yes. Who is, well, first of all, I don't know, the daughter's oh, next my door. Daughter. The daughter's yeah, next like, door. Like, I hope my daughter wasn't in the house. And then you find out she's not. And everyone's like super cool with the fact that their house just exploded. Yeah. It's like she's standing on the side of the road. No one's like, hey, maybe you should get out of this very public area. Um, <laughs> since there's obviously a hit in on it. <laughs> here, I have one of your notes here. Oh. Uh, so the house has just exploded. Um, okay, blah, blah, blah. They're driving around. They have a tail. Uh, okay, someone following you around, a detail watching outside your hotel room, that kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, she groaned and ran her hand down the side of her face. I knew that. Sorry. I'm still feeling jumbled. It's as if someone put a whisk into my brain and scrambled everything around. He reached across and took both her tote bag and Haley's. I'm not surprised. Let's get you settled for the evening so you can mm-hmm. rest. Haley has some homework to do. Don't you, sweetheart? And your note is, your house just blew up. But go do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I could provide some amusement for you while I while you read it because when I read it, I was mostly just groaning. Yeah, because it's but it's so true. It's like, well, okay, you you've lost something's happened to you. You've lost your memory. You've been shot at. There was a car chase. Your house exploded. But. You know, let's, let's just, just settle in for the night. Get, yeah. Let's just settle in in this hotel for the evening. Yeah, and, and you just, know what? We'll like, just deal with all this tomorrow. Yeah, and also, like, the lack of security at this point for a woman who's, like, a national <laughs> asset, which they already state, is, like... Oh, they state repeatedly that she's a national, national asset. <laughs> and they're just like, you know what? Just go to this hotel with this one guy. Yeah. it'll Everything will be fine. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. We're just, we'll just send you, like, some random, random hotel. It's good. <laughs> with your daughter. With your daughter. So then yeah. the next day... They like Haley goes to school, and what do they do? What what do they decide? They still they don't go to fucking Kennedy. They're gonna find. They're gonna try to track down the rest of her crew. Yes, and that's yep. when they oh, and that's because no one because no one else could do that job, right? <laughs> and that's when they discover that the rest of her crew were are slowly being eliminated one by one. Yeah, and then maybe she believes that there's a hit. But still, not even like when they go to the first guy's house and he's. It looks like he killed himself. It's like he wouldn't have killed himself. It can't possibly be suicide. It's like, okay, well, like, I'm willing to believe that this was a hit, but maybe he killed him. And then you find out later that he did. He probably did kill himself because when they go to another crew member's house, she has very clearly been murdered. Yes. Uh, and so he killed himself because he can't live without her. Like, he couldn't imagine a bare life without her, which, like, that's tragic and sad, mm-hmm. but also kind of beautiful. Um, and then they get fucking attacked again by this drone. Oh yeah, that drone is whoever's. That show is oh. persistent. Yeah. <laughs> and then and it's like, well, we better pull Haley out of school because maybe she's a target too. And then they go to the school. And but like, why was she in school to begin with? Like, I know why. <laughs> oh, she'll be safe at school. They have. Oh, a, she'll be fine. There's lots. There are lots of people around. Lots no of people in the school. Yeah. No one would ever take a chance. So they go to the school. Like causes where one of the other where one where one of the other astronauts is giving a talk as well. Yes, that's right. One of the astronauts is giving a talk at the school. Oh no, because they think that the other astronaut is a target. That's what it is, not Haley. Yeah. Then they're like, I don't want to alarm anyone, but this woman, someone's going to try to assassinate this woman. So let's pretend like there's an active shooter. It's like what? What? So, of course, there's, like, pandemonium at the school. Haley fucking disappears. And again, it's like, well, maybe she just went home. Yeah. No, she didn't fucking go home. <laughs> she didn't go home to the, to the home that just blew up yesterday. Is this kid it's, even dumber? Oh, than maybe her? she's just, you know, she just left because everything, like, there was so much chaos. And maybe she just decided it should be a be- better idea. It's like, how are you so stupid? How are you an astronaut? <laughs> you clearly lack the ability to for deduction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like simple deduction. Uh, a 
Oh, and then there's like the case of the disappearing and reappearing cell phone. Oh yeah, so and which we don't know where she got too. Like she she's just like, oh, I got it from the police officer. Like no, that was never in the book. Yeah, no, I think that's just well, retconning isn't the right word for it, but it's just a terrible writing. It's sort of, you know, I guess it is kind of right because it's like she pulled out a cell phone to make a call. It's like where did you get that? Oh, that cop gave it to me. Some cop just gave you her phone. Yeah, and then he's like. Barton hospital. forces her to give the phone back to the police officer, but she still has a phone later in the book. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It can't be that hard to keep track of this shit. So can we also talk about the villain in this book? Yes, let's do that. So, I mean, as like, this is a fast paced book. It is. And, you know, you find out that there's a rival company that's also in space, a.k.a. Elon Musk, who's a woman in this. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the female equivalent. Real cold hearted bitch too. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Elon, man, I hope you're not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> so she and she just wants she just and the whole reason you find out for this whole thing is that she wants to be competitive. Well, she yeah, so there's like this Orion program, which apparently is like a real thing, and they are in space testing some kind of like drive system, I think. What are you fiddling with? Uh, the dog. <laughs> it's <Sorry>. loud. <laughs> All right, go on. Um, and this other woman, what was her name? Alexa something? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Just I mean, name an agent of Sheila Clark. Um, <laughs> this other, she has, she's like a private space company. And essentially what's, what happened is that she has bribed all of the crew to tell her or maybe sell her uh, secrets about this new drive system or whatever it is that yeah, the parent developed. So she and can, like, get to Mars first or something along those lines. Yeah, apparently astronauts are easy to buy off. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everyone on the crew, I think, was okay with it. And then they, like backed out of the deal except yeah, for they all, Ward. They all backed out of the deal. Except yeah. for one guy, except for Ward. Yeah. And so now she's just I guess eliminating all of them. Yeah, just out of spite. Out of, yeah. <laughs> or, and then you find out that this guy, Ward, he actually has like a crush on Natasha. Mm. And he, well, he, you find that you he throughout the whole book, whenever you encounter him, you can tell that he likes her. Well, when yeah, but like, like in that creepy when, way. When he showed up at the school, I knew, like I'm like, oh, that's the bad guy, mm-hmm. or he's involved somehow. This isn't. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody knew. <laughs> well, he drives a fucking Range Rover. Okay, mm-hmm. so every time that they're attacked on the road, it's by a Range Rover. It's a Range Rover, a blue Range Rover, and then this guy shows up. In, like, a red Range Rover, but it's got a big dent in it. And then you realize it's, like, this hasty paint job to cover up the blue paint. No one would ever suspect him. It's like, how, again, why, again, why are you again, so bad at this? astronauts ever. Like, like, why do you just buy a new fucking car? Rent a car? Steal a car? Like, what are you doing? You are <laughs> so bad at your job. I know. Oh, my God. So then, like, Ward is the one who kidnapped Haley, and then he, like, takes... Uh, Natasha to the uh, female Elon Musk and then she threatens Haley's life and Ward is now disgusted by all of this and he realizes that he's like he's wrong and just like 
It co- it, like it actually like it care it goes on too long. This book should end about a hundred pages before it actually does. Well, to be fair, I mean, yeah, there's just it, you it always drags. feel like they're just they're running from place to place with no purpose, and it doesn't make any sense that they would be doing it. Like there's, it doesn't make sense that they're the ones investigating this. Like the national asset should be maybe in Nassau and maybe he should be investigating things on his own. And maybe someone in Nassau would be, you know, like threatening to kill her. That would be more entertaining and interesting than this. You know what I mean? And the fact that the, and then the fact that they kill off her friend with sesame crackers. Sesame seeds. Yeah. (laughs) She's anaphylactic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's just, that's just reaching. (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole thing is just patently ridiculous. And like, I get it. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's like a, you know, one of those suspense thriller movies where the victim and the investigator are together the whole time trying to solve the mystery of whatever's going on. And so this mm. book is, is one of those. But the decisions they make don't make sense within this context. So it's like, no, no. you can still bring her to Kennedy to be checked up by a doctor because she's got a fucking concussion. Yeah. Well, she has no memory. She's like memory loss. Serious it's not just, business. That's not just that's not just your average concussion. Listen, yeah, like, you know anything about concussions? You're like shit, lady. You should be under like observation. observation. <laughs> and considering your job and like you're a national asset, you would be like locked in and you <laughs> tested for months. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and like you can you can work around that still because if the mole is in NASA. He can still get to you there because you trust him and you don't know that he's double crossed you. Like there's a workaround for all of this stuff. It's no, we're just, we're going to run from place to place. Or how about like also the reason why this woman wants to kill these astronauts, like why the female Elon Musk wants to kill everybody. Like there, it doesn't need to be a simple, like, well, you double crossed me and you were supposed to give me information. Like it could be something more interesting. Like the killing just ups the ante. Yeah, but it doesn't. But again, it doesn't make sense for her. She's like, I need to win at all costs. And if that means quite literally eliminating the competition, I'm willing to go that far. And it's like, yeah, but then aren't you just kind of like lighting up a big arrow pointing at yeah, you as a prime exactly. suspect in the murder of all of these astronauts? Yeah, exactly. Like, who would want all these astronauts dead? Oh, this one person. I don't know. The private competitive space agency. Like, yeah. Maybe we should look into them since they have shady practices anyway. Exactly. <laughs> it just yeah, it's shit like that where I'm like, are you are you shitting me? Like, are you <laughs> it just, just drives me? Yeah. So this book, like, it makes no sense. It's a uh, no. Yeah, like I found it hard to read. Yeah, it's extremely hard to read because every every decision they make is terrible. And it's excitingly boring. And it's, yeah, it took me a really long time to get through this. Yeah, and it's not very long. In addition to all your notes, I, like, dog-eared a bunch of pages. Um, (laughs) Okay, so this is Chris and Natasha. uh, And I think they've just, oh, yeah, that, like, they've just, they've seen the Range Rover out in the street. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, she hissed as she twisted in her seat, wincing at the sudden movement. The Range Rover. Chris checked his rearview mirror again. I don't see it. Your side or mine? It was parked. We just passed it on my side. Could you tell if anyone was inside? No. Her heart began to pound again. But are all Range Rover windows tinted that dark? Maybe it's a coincidence or a different vehicle. 
<laughs> Do you really believe that? His yeah. tone had grown flat and serious. I'll call it in. The forensic team should be almost at Dr. Evans' house. I don't want to double back with you in the vehicle. I wouldn't intentionally put you in danger. It's so a you have, late. like, this whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's a little late for that, don't you think? He bristled under tone, obviously agitated. What makes you say that? I'd never put you in danger on purpose, and I don't appreciate what you're implying. <laughs> like, you guys are going to have a really good relationship after. <laughs> You have done nothing but put her in danger because you let her call the shots when you fucking know better. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. So, okay. (laughs) So they go to Dr. Evans' house or, like, they go to one of the astronauts' house, houses, Mm. house, whatever, and she's dead on the floor. She's been gut shot and has bled out. And it's like, like, that's horrible. It's a horrible way to die. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know what? I guess you better go now. It's like, no, you wait. Every time they come upon a murder scene, he's like, I'll just call the forensics team. And then you and I can just fuck off. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly, no, like, you have to stay there. People are going to want to talk to you about what you found. And, and can I just bring up something else that's a weird kind of side note in this book? What's with the religious connotation? Okay, okay, so here we go. <laughs> so this is the love-inspired suspense line from Harlequin. And I knew that Harlequin had a, a series, like a, uh, not an imprint, but a, seri- a series that was in which faith, played an important role like it's like for the characters in the book oh and i didn't know it was this the love inspired suspense i thought love inspired suspense is just like hot suspense thriller as opposed to actually faith being a real like an important character trait yeah so that's what this is this is part of like the faith-based love line from harlequin Mm -hmm. so that's that's so natasha stark the astronaut she is, um, I wouldn't say devout, but she's has a strong connection to God, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Uh, and Barton doesn't like he just he doesn't understand why it's so important to her. And it's been with like that's been a part of her personality, mm-hmm. her character, like her entire life, even when they were kids. He would like go to church with her, didn't really understand much of it, didn't understand uh, her connections to the church and to religion but like he was in love with her so he's like okay like this is your thing I don't I wouldn't want to take that away from you and like as adults he's like oh you're still into the god thing and she gets like really bent out of shape over it it's like why are you so touchy about that Uh, yeah it doesn't make yeah no Uh. so yeah so that's what all that like religious stuff is about Mm -hmm. okay Oh, well, I didn't know that. I just, when I was reading, I was like, what is with this? Like, it's, it's a weird underlayer, I find. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, kind of, I wouldn't say it motivates her, but it's just, it's a part of her makeup of who she is. So it's just not shoehorned in there, but. Not yeah, that, I would, yeah. I would like to point out that you can buy this on christianbook.com. Okay. Yes, you can. <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> Um, yeah, because there is a lot of like desperate praying to God for yeah. people to be safe, and it's like, oh yes, God came through for us. <laughs> like, okay, that okay, all right. You know what? I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> <laughs> like as a scientist, I just 
found it really hard to swallow. <laughs> um, that she's a scientist and she believes in God? No, which is that she was constantly like, like, these people are all safe because of God. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm a- because, like, people just did their jobs properly for once. Yeah, and- exactly. Yes. <laughs> Managed to protect people. Although I have to say, um, maybe God did intervene because no one's doing their fucking job properly. <laughs> 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 oh, so bad. Oh, this whole, all of it. Yeah, it just. See if I can find more notes from you. Here's one. I wrote a lot of notes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's this thing where he's like going on and on. It's like maybe Haley's my daughter. Maybe Haley isn't my daughter. And then you wrote he and he like so it's sort of it's um it's Chris Barton like talk like wondering I guess worrying about his potential family. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd have preferred to go with them and keep Natasha in his sights the entire time, but knowing that he was on the case to find Haley would give her peace of mind. Plus, he'd been the one sitting at the front of the attacks with Natasha, which he'd pointed out. That did make him better equipped than anyone else to lead the search for her daughter. I don't know if that's true. No. Their daughter. And then yeah. he wrote, he doesn't know that as a fact. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't, but he's beyond certain that it's true. Yeah. I mean, it is true, obviously. Yeah, his exactly. Daughter, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine if it wasn't how disappointed he would be? Oh my god. <laughs> that would be a twist. <laughs> that would be a big twist. That would be a good twist. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. A vice tightened around his insides as he thought of his little girl being forcibly taken from the school. How had no one heard her scream for help? A 12-year-old would be strong enough to put up a decent fight, and in a school full of students and teachers, surely that wouldn't go unnoticed. <laughs> you know, unless she fucking went with someone that she knows, or yeah. they grabbed her from behind, or, like, any or, number of scenarios. That or would... the fact that the school was in a fucking utter panic, so it was probably pretty loud. <laughs> right? Like, it just, come like, in the whole book is like this. There's yeah, like, it's also like, what 12-year-old would also wouldn't put up a fight? Maybe she's scared shitless and doesn't put up a fight. Like, exactly. How like what do you know? Are you a 12-year-old girl being abducted from school? No. <laughs> Have you ever been a 12-year-old girl abducted? <laughs> and, like, the whole book is, like, a, there's a hedging and waffling and all of this back and forth. Like, oh, no. Jesus. It's so bad. Um, so- oh, yeah, and then more about the daughter. Whether you're my little girl or not. I'm going to bring you home, he silently promised. And your note is, so certain on page 120. Now, not so much. (laughs) Two pages later. That's true, though. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. Oh, so dumb. Yeah, it's when you come to books like this, you're just, like, I read it, and I'm like, there's just so many inconsistencies. Like, how can you not get it, like, when you're, even the editor should just look into this, maybe, like, you know? Yeah, well, because, I mean, we've read a lot of these books by this point, and I've said it before, like, I don't know how much work the editor does, other than to just make sure that it's formatted properly, and not really paying that much attention to the content, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, because... I mean, this, we've read a lot worse, for sure. Like, just yeah. in terms of storytelling and composition. Uh, but this is, this is aggravating because 
the characters are stupid and they make bad decisions. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they're just terrible at their jobs. Like, I don't believe that she would ever be an astronaut. I don't believe that he would be an FBI agent. I just don't believe any of it. Yeah. Like, there's no logic to and p- terrible decision making for two people who are quite obviously senior in their roles. Yes. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have climbed that high that fast if they're. Or at all. Because they're bad not. at what they do. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. He's just. Like, I don't really understand. I don't know how it works in the FBI, obviously. But he's agent ward. He's not special agent. So I don't know if that means something. I don't know. Um, so what, what makes you a special agent versus an agent? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought they were all special agents. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not familiar with the inner workings of the FBI, uh, hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> and I guess maybe. Although I have the other. <laughs> one of the reviews that I have, well, the only review that I have is, uh, are you going to look at the reviews from Goodreads? Um, there aren't any. Oh, okay. So I found one on Amazon. <laughs> okay. And do you want me to read this? Yeah, one? please do. Four stars. Oh. Natasha is a strong and smart main character, and Carith is a believable FBI agent. 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 First of all, <laughs> when you're in your review, write it properly. <laughs> True to form, Carl opens with action and doesn't let up. Natasha is a strong and a smart main character, and Chris is a believable FBI agent, while also being caring and vulnerable. This story is as much about family ties as it is about assassina- assassination attempts and car chases. I recommend this fun and fast read, but don't miss Carl's first three books, as she likes to drop in Easter egg cameos from her other stories. Oh, yes. Okay, so the Easter egg cameo in this is Natasha's uncle, which is just, like, dropped in there towards the end. Did you catch that? No, I did not. Oh, I my didn't even... God, this is the worst thing ever. Oh. <laughs> so it's, like, it's towards the end of the book. I don't exactly know where, but it's something about family scandal. And Natasha's father, who is a senator, he has spent his whole life kind of building up his family status, social status, uh, while trying to avoid scandal at all costs, which is, and he's a huge fucking racist, mm. which is why when... Well, that kind of makes sense to be in the Senate now. Chris, <laughs> yeah. Which is why when, like, Chris proposed to Natasha at the tender age of 18, their, her father managed to convince her to dump him. because, And it was something about, basically, because Chris is... His family's not good enough. Because his, his family is poor, he didn't want... Him dragging her down or some shit like that. Or dragging a family down. Dragging a family down. Meanwhile, this, I think this isn't from a different book. Natasha's uncle has all kinds of scandal attached to him because he like, I think it was, was it taking bribes? I can't find the passage. I don't think I marked it. Oh yeah, now I remember. I think he was taking bribes. He was corrupt. He was corrupt. And it's just like, it's just dropped in there. It's like, whoa, where did this come from? (laughs) It is so... Uh, so badly handled. Mm-hmm. And it's just like she kind of cut and pasted from something like a different manuscript mm-hmm. and just dropped it into this one. Like, it's like, oh, okay, well, I got to, you know, maybe fill in some backstory here. No, you don't. And no. there's like throughout the entire book, there is no mention of an uncle until this one paragraph explaining what happened to her uncle. Yeah. It's like, what is the point of this? Why is this even here? Yeah, no, I just... So, yeah, yeah, so that's an Easter egg. (laughs) It's bad. Yeah. That's so bad. Everything is bad. Everything is terrible. 
all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. like, and, it's, and I've, I've had the feeling when I was reading it, it's kind of sci-fi, like in the drone tax and so on and so forth, but it doesn't really, it's kind of only sci-fi-ish when it's convenient to the author. <laughs> well, like, that's just all there to kind of up the ante, right? Like to raise the stakes a little bit. So we've like, got... I'm not sure if this is like in the near future or if it's supposed to be happening now or what. No, I think this is supposed to be happening now because you can weaponize a drone. Yeah, but this the Mars stuff isn't exactly happening now. Um, let's talk about going to Mars all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this sort of like Orion thing, like whatever it is they were testing out in space, that's a bit sci-fi-y, but Mm -hmm. I just, again, it's just, it's, it's just a MacGuffin. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just kind of like keeps the ball rolling. Rolling, yeah. Uh, and that's really, that's all that it is. Oh, I haven't heard the word MacGuffin for a while. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) i heard it recently on this other podcast i was listening to so you're stealing from other podcasts now (laughs) yes i'm stealing a a literary term (laughs) that's been in use forever (laughs) from another podcast but either way i can't i cannot recommend this book so did you find even like there was no sex no there is absolutely no sex and you wrote it you even uh, wrote a note. Where's the sex? Fuck this book. <laughs> where, where did I write that? On the last page. Nice. Okay. <laughs> With a yeah. big arrow pointing to the next page. And I think it was because you underlined here coming next month from Love Inspired Suspense Amish Christmas Abduction. <laughs> Is a title you underline. <laughs> I think that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Maybe that should be our next Christmas book. After an Amish toddler who's been kidnapped by a smuggling ring stows away in her car, widowed, widowed single mom Irene Martello and her little boys are in danger, and their only hope of survival is turning to her former sweetheart, local police chief Paul Kennedy, for help. Of course it is. Yeah, of course. Of course he's her only hope. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that sounds more interesting than the... Well, the synopsis are always more interesting than the actual book, so hey. Well, I mean, well, of course, they, I would hope so. That's how you make your decision on whether or not to buy the book. <laughs> that and cover art. Yes, cover art. <laughs> and this cover art is just like it's a neighborhood. <laughs> it's a neighborhood with Christmas lights. Yeah, that should have been our first indication that there was no sex in this book. So I'm going to say that this book is not hot. Not at all hot. <laughs> Not even like, not even there's no tension between the characters either. Like I didn't, I don't no. believe it. I don't, and I honestly don't believe that they would make a very good couple. They'd just be like the couple that's constantly bitching at each other. Well, they like, I don't know. They sort of, they, I don't know. They pledge to love each other and listen to each other. <laughs> On yep. another note, the sex better be good because this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What a disappointment. I know, right? Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether or not I believe in their relationship. I don't think it really matters. Um, but I just, I don't know what I was going to say. It wasn't going to be complimentary, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if, you find, what, what, if we could come up with something nice to say about this book, what would it be? Um... 
What would it be? It is, <laughs> it's action-packed. I feel like that's a nice thing to say. Action-packed. That is true. It definitely, um, it moves quickly. It does. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and the la I mean, I had a really hard time getting through the last action-packed one we read. Yeah. Because it was really boring, and I think I had an easier time with this one. Like on the chase, that was the other one. Um, that was like for, and I think my comment was for a book that's like full of action. I'm really bored. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a hard yeah. time getting through it. Yeah. Um. So this I think was a little bit easier. But again, it's just it's just people making bad decisions. Chris should have been in charge because he's the friggin' FBI. Um. Oh yeah, and then at one point in the book, he has orders to arrest her. Oh, yeah. Because, well, the gun we found, or the gun she had with her when you found her. When they her, initially found her, yeah. You know, that gun was used to murder this other astronaut. It's like, and she, you know, and she doesn't remember anything. It's like, oh, so clearly, like, you She's don't arrest, that's, that's not, you need a little bit more than that, I think, yeah. to arrest somebody. Also, yeah, I don't think the FBI would make that arrest. I don't think so. I don't. Well, if it, is, it has to be on like federal property or jurisdiction. Yeah, Does like I mean, like like they get involved in missing people, and because she's a national treasure, um, or a national asset, I guess the FBI is involved in looking for her. But she's only been gone like twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, and she can't remember three weeks. Like to the point where I don't like her daughter. I think doesn't even know that she, like. She's been missing? She's been missing. Like, the kid is like, ah, you just, you know, you didn't come home for dinner, and I hung out with the neighbors and babysat their kids. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Because I imagine she's gone a lot of the time, because she's a fucking astronaut. <laughs> she spends yep. months and months in space. So, you've been disappeared for 12 hours. I don't think, like, maybe one or two people noticed you were gone, but they fucking call in the FBI to look for you, even though they have... Like, he finds her completely by accident. Yeah, he just finds her on the road. And it's him that finds her. That's it's him that's fine. It's like, yeah, it's, were we just driving around? Like, yeah, like aimlessly? Like, <laughs> just looking for Natasha Stark. Let's, uh, let's, let's FBI this shit and just... <laughs> just drive around so we find her. <laughs> Put on a podcast. It's Oh, God. It's just, uh, anyway, here, I'll tell you something that might upset you. What's that? Uh, she's Canadian. The oh, author. The, the, the author? Yeah. That doesn't upset me. I mean, we're, we have idiots up that's here, true. too. <laughs> that's true. Just because, yeah, that doesn't really I don't, mean anything. I have no faith in humanity. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I guess I was more surprised than anything else. I just assumed everyone we read will be American. I don't know why. Um, cause Harlequin has a huge, um, presence in Toronto. Oh, I didn't know that. And also this, more surprising to me though, this book is recent. Yes, it's like 2017. It's 2017, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah. Mm hmm. Anyway, I don't know if I have anything else to say. I feel like I don't I'm have just it. I repeating don't. myself. I know, I don't, I don't have anything to say, honestly. I just, no, yeah. not, no, I would not recommend this book. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's not hot. Um, a little preachy. Yeah. Maybe it's, but it's, um, what was I, I was going to say something. 
There isn't even, like, good sexual tension. No, none. There's no tension. None. It's like, oh, like, she touched his hand and felt an electric charge. It's like, static electricity? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're walking barefoot across the rug? <laughs> or in your socks. No, it's in your socks. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I get electric charge from my car when I get in and out of it. Really painful, too, sometimes. Because <laughs> I have cloth seats. So when I get out of the car and then I shut the door, there's like a huge charge. Like, it hurts. Oh, I don't have that problem. No? No, and I have cloth seats in the truck. Well, but you have the you have the seat covers on. I know, but even when I... So it's a different material. When I, didn't, when I didn't have them, still, I never got shocked. Because... I mean, well, maybe something about my car. I don't know. Uh, anyway, my car's pretty special <laughs> in a lot of ways. It is. It is. <laughs> Rebuilt a few times. Yep. New engine. Anyway, that wasn't my fault. The I know. Engine, I know. That's not on me. <laughs> Either way, back to Silent Night Threat. So, which is, I mean, our cars are more interesting. I'd rather talk about my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Silent Night Threat. Um, you can do a lot better. Yep. And I hope that we will next time. Yeah. I, I could rewrite this and make it much more interesting. Yeah. But so. it wouldn't be at all the same. Book. <laughs> it would be an entirely different story. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll, maybe we'll return to Love Inspired Suspense sometime down the road, but not for the next little while. No, please no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll just, should we just stay out of Harlequin altogether? Um, no, I think it's a huge part of the industry right yeah. it's like it is the name so i would say that we should keep reading them occasionally but you know as always like we have to we have to dig in and that's true read stuff that's that true. other people we, did. We, have to, we have to do our public duty <laughs> our public service mm-hmm. reading this stuff it's true we did pledge to read any and all that the genre had to offer so we're doing this for the listener we're not doing it for ourselves right. that is for sure i think i actually get dumber reading these <laughs> Well, this next the next one we have coming up mm. should be quite a change of pace. <laughs> yes, it will. Wow. Yes, it will be. That's going to be, I think, more of an, an analysis for anyway, sure. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll leave it at that. That yes, delightful uh, temptation uh-huh. of uh, yeah, what's coming down the pipe. So I guess I've I've been Rachel. Oh, I've been Shelley. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. Keep it sexy if you can. Yeah, yeah. Keep it sexier than this the dumbest astronaut and FBI agent <laughs> I've ever heard of. <laughs> I don't. Do you hear that? Yeah. No, oh, that's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should probably take this. Can we edit this out? Yes.